Five tips and tricks for leading remote teams during COVID. By the end of this video or podcast, wherever you're watching or listening, you're gonna have five tips and tricks that you can go and use straight away for leading remote teams during COVID. Um, I'm John O'White, founder and principal consultant of Clarity, and this is the John O'White Leadership Podcast. And I just want to, um, we work with leaders around the world and I want to thank you for subscribing, following, liking, sharing. If you haven't done that, please do that now. It helps us to get the word out there so that we can invest in more leaders like you to become the very best they can be. So thank you for doing that. Five tips and tricks for leading remote teams during COVID. I'm going to jump straight into it. Tip number one, uh, trick number one I want to tell you is the power of stories. There are two types of stories that I highly recommend using with any team, but particularly for remote teams, this is this is a game changer for you. If you're wanting to really build team, then try implementing these two types of stories. The first is personal stories. We severely underestimate the power of vulnerability when people share personal stories. And so as a team, look for opportunities. It can be a simple exercise where people share in two minutes a little bit about uh, of their background and, and what it was like to grow up. You can do something like the personal histories exercise by Patrick Lencioni, where you actually get people to share a difficult challenge that they experienced when they were growing up as a child. So really sort of zooming in on a story like that. Or the personal story can be, um, you can think really creatively. You just wanna give people the opportunity and encourage and open the dialogue for your team to share a personal story around um, a time that uh, for them in their life. And really I'm, I'm looking for some specifics, but the point is it can be around anything. You obviously want it to be relevant to what you're doing, um, but it doesn't have to be. The, the reason this is so significant is when people share personal stories. Uh, Patrick Lencioni, who I just mentioned, has a great book called The Truth About Employee Engagement. And if you want to engage your team, you want them to be highly engaged, one of the things that disengages people is when there's any sense of anonymity. When I'm, an, when I'm an employee and I feel any sense that I'm anonymous and people don't know me, I'm much, likely to be, I'm much more likely to be disengaged. So if you want to have a highly engaged remote team during COVID, then use stories. Use it through your remote team um, online, whether it's Zoom, Microsoft Teams, whatever you're using, and get people to share stories. Um, the second type of story, and this will be tip or trick number two. So the first is personal stories. The second is what I call vision stories. Vision stories are different to personal stories. They can overlap, but vision stories are powerful because instead of that, instead of focusing on the engagement of your people and building the team, what these focus on is, is if we're gonna talk about the truth about employee engagement, to use that again from Lencioni, another one of the things apart from anonymity is irrelevance. When my people in my team struggle to see relevance between, that struggle to see how what they're doing today in their role is relevant in how it changes my life as their leader or how it makes a difference in that customer's world. When they struggle to make that connection and they have a sense of irrelevance, they're gonna be disengaged. So you wanna build a remote team during COVID, use vision stories. What, so if you wanna do this, start by asking, what is our vision? What does it look like when our vision's fulfilled? So you're a school, our vision's fulfilled when a student moves from X, you know, from, from X to Y in their journey as a student. Uh, maybe you're a business leader and for you it's about shifting the culture and, and so whatever the vision is or you've got a um, there's that you're transforming an industry or you're 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 helping to um, serve a particular type of um, 
you're serving healthcare professionals in America. I know whatever it is that you're doing in your company, in your world, in your family, it can be any area. What does it look like when your vision's fulfilled as an organization? And then ask people to share stories where that's happening or where that's happened. Okay, in a school, I'm gonna get my people, you know what, to start off the meeting, just wanna hear a few stories. Who are some students that we're hearing about that are really moving from A to B in their, in their studies? What are we hearing? Okay, in your business, get your team together, remote team, for the first few minutes before we jump. I know we've got a lot to do, but just love to hear a couple of stories um, around how we're moving that, what we're seeing in the culture. You know, we've been talking a lot about people going the extra mile and going above and beyond. What are we seeing? Any stories that come to mind? Now, it's gonna help you if you give people time in advance, because some of your people are gonna need that, um, but you can also do this ad hoc, and you'll get the occasional story where people just think of it off the top of their head. When people share these stories, they help all of us, including yourself, to feel to to make the the connection between the dots when it comes to relevance between the work you're doing day in day out and the ultimate vision of your organisation. So, five tips and tricks for remote teams during COVID, uh, for leading remote teams during COVID. Personal stories that's going to really help your people to feel known and valued. Um, vision stories that's really going to help the culture of your team. Um, and building your team. The third one might sound obvious, but it's about meeting regularly. You know, it's, it's funny, isn't it, about meetings? I hate a bad meeting. I hate an irrelevant, unstructured, pointless meeting. I hate them. And at the same time, let me tell you this, I honestly believe meetings are your greatest tool as a leader to transform your team and your organization. They honestly are because a meeting is where stuff happens. A meeting is where robust discussion happens. So you can't have robust discussion on an email. You can put ideas back and forth or on Slack. Like those things are good as part of your communication strategy for your team, but you need to get everyone in the room or in the same virtual room, which is the point of remote teams. Get everyone in the same virtual room, have a robust discussion, meet regularly. Now you can think outside the box. Uh, a great idea is the daily check-in. Once again, this is a Lencioni idea from his book, Death by Meeting, <laughs> that talks about how poorly we often do meetings, but how it's the greatest tool that we can use. So if you haven't read that, I, I would highly recommend Death by Meeting. And Lencioni talks about this idea of the daily check-in. I love doing a daily check-in with a team. It's so powerful. If you can, as part of a remote team, depending on your context, this may not work for everyone, but if you can get together once a day, so every couple of days, at least once a week, for just 10, 15 minutes. It can be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. As short as five minutes, as long as 15 minutes if it's once a week. And this meeting, the whole purpose is just for your team to get on the same page about schedules, red flags. Just This isn't the chance for someone to bring up this massive strategic issue. It's okay, yes, I know we need to talk about that. We've got that meeting coming up on Tuesday. But this is the chance to say, any red flags? What are everyone's movements this week? Anything we need to know about? Any Any sort of red flags going around in the organization. Oh, Bob is um, has that really urgent deadline, but he's got um, some really tough stuff happening. So I'm working with him on that, but just be aware. You know, whatever is the red flag going on for you, your team in terms of, for the people of the organization, just any red flags, any, um, then a daily check-in is great. But the point is you need to meet regularly. Meetings are your greatest tool. Use them, you just need to use them really well. You know, the thing that comes to mind is like a, a power, a power cutting, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get paid out by my mates for this because I have zero building ability. But you know the, the, the sort of cutting, the thing that you can cut a carpenter uses on a building site. Now that tool, 
you can basically build a house with that. You get some wood and you get that and you can cut the thing, but you give me that tool and I'll cut my hand off and it will be terrible. The point is that tool is fantastic. I mean, look at all the houses that have been built using that tool. Meetings are like that. Don't cut people's hands off with terrible meetings. Use the meetings to build houses. There you go, there's a bizarre metaphor. So five tips and tricks for leading remote teams during COVID. The fourth one, I wanna say, the fourth tip and trick um, for leading remote teams during COVID is to get, um, I would say one of the things that, that I'd really recommend you do, even though you're working remotely, is to do personality profiling. Uh, personality profiling, when's the last time as a team you did DISC or you did Myers-Briggs? I know some people are, are pretty anti-Myers-Briggs at the moment, but gee, I've seen a lot of people use it really well and it's, and it's been really beneficial. But hey, if that's not your jam, that's cool. There's a fantastic one coming out from the table group. Well, that, sorry, not coming out, that's already out, called Working Genius. One of my favorites to do that's brilliant is Strengths Finder. Um, and so, you know, I work with leaders going through these things, but you don't have to have a consultant. You can literally, um, like my, my simple hack for any leaders out there who are going, I can't afford a consultant to do this. Okay, the first, the first thing I would recommend doing if you don't have any budget, uh, there's a couple of options. One, 16 personalities. It's the Myers-Briggs, but it's free, 16 personalities. Everyone does their own assessment, and then you give everyone homework to read through their type and pull out three key insights with that, which they'll share. Now, as everyone goes around sharing these insights in a, in a team of six, seven, eight people, that's an hour exercise. And it's gonna be really interesting for everyone. And you're gonna see who's similar or who's different. You don't have to understand all the ins and outs. You're giving them the work to do to actually self-identify. Another one is the Enneagram. I love the Enneagram, it's very deep. Um, there's a book called The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan, The Road Back to You. I highly recommend that book. Once again, what do you do with your team if you're struggling with this and, and maybe you're in a place where you can't afford a consultant to come and help you with it? Get your whole team to read The Road Back to You and then organize a meeting um, as a team where you discuss where people, people talk about where they think they sit on the Enneagram. Um, I think, you know, I read the five and maybe I'm a five, maybe, maybe I'm a six. Uh, the other one that really resonated is a two, but I think I'm a five. And what does that mean? And if everyone's read the book, it'll actually make sense. If you're listening to me now going five, six, two, what? Um, the Enneagram's a great one. So give people a book, get them to do Strengths Finder is another one, and just self-reflect and then share those insights with the team. That's a really powerful exercise you can do. Um, 16 personalities and Enneagram, it's only gonna cost you for the, for the nothing for 16personalities.com, I think it is, 16personalities.com. The book is just gonna cost you a few copies of a book. Strengths Finder is not that expensive. Working Genius by Lencioni is only $25 each. Um, so that's the fourth thing I would recommend if you're leading a remote team during COVID. The fifth tip or trick for leading remote teams um, during COVID. You know, one of the things that I hear most about, um, one of the things that I hear most about from leaders is around dealing with difficult people. And so one of, the, one of the things you can do, even if you have a team where you go, oh, it's a bit challenging. I've got some people that I'm finding pretty challenging to lead. Use self-reflection. I just talked about it with personality profiles, but I wanna give you another exercise that you can do with your team that's, that's really helpful. And it's based on Patrick Lencioni. There's a bit of a theme to this video or podcast. 
Uh, Patrick Lencioni's work called The Ideal Team Player, he talks about the three traits of an ideal team player, humble, hungry, and people smart. Great exercise to do with your team. Get them together. Don't have to do any prep if you don't want. Once again, some of your people will do better if they've had time to prep. You can go all out. Get everyone to read the ideal team player. Go through it over six months with a monthly meeting for an hour. Or just bring it up in a one-hour meeting and say, what I want everyone to do is I want you to um, think about how, where you feel like your self-reflection is on how you're going in these three areas. Humility, um, hungry, so humble, hungry, people smart. Humility, your hunger when it comes to work ethic. People smart, which is really emotional intelligence. And, um, and get everyone to self-reflect and, and then share. Well, I, I wanna hear some people share, you know, which ones do you think you're really strong in? Maybe there's one that you feel like you've got a lot of area to grow and people say, Oh, I think humility I do okay in, but I do struggle a bit with work ethic and it's something I can, I, I, I really want to, I really want to get better at going above and beyond. Or some people might say people smart. I know I need to grow in emotional intelligence. I've actually been researching that a bit. And yeah, it's just a great exercise to build. Ultimately what you're building is vulnerability and any team, the foundation of a healthy team is vulnerability. And so you can be really creative as a leader to use these sort of exercises to prompt and create space and invite vulnerability from your people. Even if you have a team or you're even in a culture that's not necessarily the most vulnerable culture, you can actually chip it away, chip away at it by doing these sort of exercises. So there you go, five tips and tricks for leading remote teams during COVID. Let me go back over them for you really quickly as a summary. Number one is personal stories. Get people to share personal stories in their remote, in your remote team during COVID. Number two is vision stories. What stories are people noticing and can you capture, can they share with you and with others um, as part of your remote team about how your organization's achieving its vision? The third is to meet regularly. Yes, meetings can be terrible, but that's meetings are a powerful tool. You just need to use them well. Um, the fourth one is about doing a personality profiling with your people and not letting COVID and being remote stop you from doing that sort of professional development. I highly recommend 16 Personalities or the Enneagram. The Road Back to You is the book for that one. And the fifth one, like I just said, um, is about doing um, the ideal team player exercise. Humble, hungry, people smart, self-reflection. So you're inviting people into a safe space to actually share their own self-reflection. There you have it. I hope if wherever you're watching or listening to the John O. White Leadership Podcast, I would love for you to comment. If this has helped you to get clear in your leadership, comment with the word clarity. Everything we do is helping leaders to build more clarity, to build their own personal leadership capacity and to build leadership capacity in their team, like today talking about remote teams and in their organizations. So thank you for sharing this time with me. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be on the journey with you. And also thank you for subscribing, following, liking, sharing. If you haven't done that, please do that now. Uh, why? Because that really helps us to get the word out there so that we can invest in more leaders to become the very best they can be. And it'll also mean that you stay in the loop with everything we're doing. We constantly produce new content on all things leadership. So um, thanks for spending time with me and I'll catch you next time. Cheers.